This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, I have only seen or heard about cheating ex-wives who later tried to come back in the name of fixing things and in the name of love on TV. I had thought those who allowed their cheating ex-wives back into their lives were fools or naive, not knowing that one day I'll be facing the same thing those men are facing out there. Mine was worse because she tried coming back with a baby that was not mine. The audacity. Women are evil and very manipulative species. They use the fact that you love them even after the breakup. You still love them and use that to their favor. I still can't believe that I once found myself in the same situation. I almost got trapped with a child that was not mine. If I didn't get a wake-up call and took matters into my own hands, I would have been a father to another man's child. If there is someone who once found himself in the same situation as mine, how did you deal with this kind of face a day? Let me tell you about my ordeal. So I M44 married this humble, down-to-earth and loving wife. Her name was Faith, F34. I loved her so much, there was nothing I didn't and wouldn't do for her, but she took all that for granted. Faith and I first met at the year-end party at work that was hosted by my boss six years ago. Her beauty caught my heart, her humbleness, and how she carried herself made me love her. When I first saw her, she was with some of my female colleagues. I didn't know how she knew my colleagues, but I later found out that she was the supervisor's little sister. I was working at an insurance company, name withheld due to personal reasons, in Richards Bay as a financial advisor. Let me first tell you a bit more about myself so it would be easy to understand my story. I was born and raised in the village of Richards Bay in KwaZulu-Natal. I am the person who they call a farm Julia in the suburbs or in the city. I was raised in a big family by very strict parents when it comes to our culture. My father used to say that if one of his children reached the age of 30 and they have not found a wife for himself who will bear him grandchildren and grow our household, he would personally look or arrange a marriage for that son because it would have shown that the son was either a coward or gay. So I was under a lot of pressure because I was the third born in my father's male children out of five and four girls. I don't know and don't understand who came with the rule that stated, all the men who live in villages must have many children or have two wives to grow the family's surname. My two older brothers were married around the village. It was easy for them because they got married to their childhood girlfriends. And I, on the other hand, sighed, I didn't know if I was the problem or I had a problem because I was not a person who was interested in courting ladies. The only thing I was obsessed about were my books, so my brothers would sometimes call me gay because even if I came across a very beautiful lady in our village, I wouldn't have the courage to approach her. I was scared of rejection and thought that I was not their type of man they wanted because I was a bookworm. So one day my father came home and called a meeting with his sons. I thought it was something serious that concerned a family or his health. Mind you, at the time I was in the middle of my exams, I took a distance learning course at UNISA, University of South Africa. I did accounting and business management, which was a course I chose because I loved accounting and managing businesses. It was a three-year course, and I was on my second going to a third year in a few months. 
Okay, so father called us to a big house. We call it a family house. We made sure to always leave everything, no matter how busy we were and comply with father's summons. We had to respect his requests. So when we had all gathered, father started telling us about the issues we were facing at home. What surprised me was that I was also in the issues. When I had just reached 30 years, my father announced that he had found me a wife. He found me a wife while I was in the middle of my exams. That made me mad because it somehow showed that my father didn't care about my goals and education. Instead, he wanted me to find a wife that I would impregnate so she can bear him grandchildren. I didn't argue with him after his announcement because I knew that if I did, I would be in hot waters. You know, when parents think they know everything and know what's best for everyone is what my father was doing. He also announced that I would have to meet the girl before he takes the next step. I didn't agree with him because I was in the middle of my exam so I didn't need any destruction, but he threatened to disown me if I went against his word so I had no choice but to obey. He was the head of the family after all. I missed my mother so much because she was able to soften her husband's hard heart. Our mother passed away when I had just turned 25. It was the hardest time of our lives. I had thought my parents were soulmates and no one would get in between them, but life and the universe had other plans. Well, more like my extended family elders had other plans for their relationship. So as most people know that in most villages, especially African villages, they perform witchcraft and all those weird things. You survive if you have a very strong ancestor and believe in them along with God. It's more like survival of the fittest. So the extended family elders once called my father and told him that he needed a second wife because one woman wouldn't be able to handle a big household all alone, so she needed a helper. Time went by and the second wife came and she was introduced to us. She had only one child who passed away when he turned 15. The reason for the course of his passing was not clear, but when they went to a traditional healer, the healer told them that the child had passed on because of his mother's sins. The second wife started accusing our mother of witchcraft, saying she had killed her child. The accusation and jealousy went on until my mother started getting sick. She didn't know what was going on with her because she had suddenly got sick. The sickness kept getting worse, so my brothers and I went to the healer again and tried to get help for our mother. We were told that my father had allowed a snake into our home, so since she lost a child because of her doings, instead of repenting, she got bitter and she was on a mission to destroy or kill everything that had any relation with our mother. Three months later, our mother passed on in her sleep. It was not believable because she had started looking better, but she was fooling us. Her passing made father blame himself for our mother's passing. He became cold-hearted and more strict after the second wife got arrested. My elder brothers didn't believe that our mother had just died in her sleep. So they went to the mortuary authorities and requested for a post-mortem to find her actual course of death. When the results came back, we found out that she was poisoned. So my brothers came back with police officers and the wife was arrested. I have never been so infuriated like that in my life. I was angry and wanted the second wife's blood. Jail was gonna to be too soft for her. She deserved a serious punishment. A few days later, my father organized a meeting with this girl. Actually, he came home with this girl, the one he said he had found for me. He introduced her as Nozipo, meaning gift. The girl was beautiful, I won't lie, but she looked too young and too forward for me. I didn't want to disappoint my father or get on his bad side, so I went with the flow. The girl and I started talking, spending time together as my father had suggested. 
I told the girl that whatever that was happening between us, she shouldn't be comfortable because I was doing this for my father to get off my back. Me agreeing to the nonsense didn't mean I loved her and would ever love her. Forward and stupid girls who had no ambition and goals were not the type of girls I would want in my life. So Nocifo, gift, was not the cup of tea I would drink if it was up to me. But we have to respect our elders' orders and requests, right? We hung out a couple of times. She would sometimes see that I was not interested in whatever she was saying. She bored me to the core. We developed a pretend relationship because the way my father wanted grandchildren, it's like he was dying, so he didn't want to die before seeing all his children's kids. Nosifo and I slept together for obvious reasons. So during our planned relationship, she kept complaining that I was a boring boyfriend. I was too serious for her. How would you be a fun boyfriend to someone you didn't even love? She told me that she liked guys who buy at least a slab of chocolate just to make a girl happy, or take her out even if it's going to KFC, and that she wanted to feel special like those girls who live in the city. I didn't understand why she was telling me this. Besides, she was from the rural areas, so I wondered how she knew such things. I then figured that it may be social media influence. So as we were trying for a child his father wanted, nothing was happening. I then went to a doctor to check what was going on because a lot was happening to me. One, the girl had to work so hard for my shaft to wake up. Two, if I wanted to get intimate with her, I first had to watch XX videos. And lastly, our intimate session did not last even 10 minutes. It was boring. So I tried to bribe her to break up with me and go back home, but she told my father and the old man was not impressed. Weeks after I had gone to the doctor, I heard rumors that the girl was pregnant and people from the village believed that the child was mine because she had been seen with me a lot. I ignored all the rumors and my father took it upon himself to go and pay damages to the girl's family since I had slept with her and made her pregnant. Months later, the child was born. She had moved to our home because father had paid dowry for her. When the child turned three months old, he started getting sick. So in our culture, if a child gets sick randomly, it's issues related to ancestors. When the child is sick, an elder or the head of the family has to burn an incense to speak or appease the ancestors and ask them to stop making the child sick. My father tried burning incense several times, but it didn't budge, which raised an eyebrow. After my father was about to give up, the incense got burnt, but not the way it was supposed to. The smoke was too small, and only a small portion of an incense was burning. The child kept getting sick, and the sickness got worse. I was also worried about the child, so I suggested that we go to a traditional healer to consult. Nosifo started throwing fits, saying she doesn't believe in traditional healers, so we can't take her child there. Okay? Things kept getting worse with a child up until my father called the traditional healer at home, and the traditional healer kept saying, the child has to be reunited with his true ancestors, or else he would not get better. We didn't understand at first because we had thought the child was mine. Even though the resemblance was not there, I gave Nasifo the benefit of the doubt for my father's sake. Weeks passed and some man came home and introduced himself as Brandon, and he was looking for Nasifo. The guy was also from our village, so I didn't understand why Nosifo would just burst if the guy came in peace. The guy narrated his story and told us that he was there to get his child so he can do better by him. I got confused because I had thought the child was mine since I didn't go back to the doctor for the results.
He told us that he knew that the child was sick and needed his true family and to be united with his true ancestors. So he was there to take his child. Nosifo got furious to a point that she then told the guy that she kept the baby away from him because he was poor and he wouldn't be able to take care of the child since he was just a herd boy. I got really mad to the point that I dragged Nosifo outside and told her to go because if I were to see her, I was going to do something that would land me in jail. My father was shocked and disappointed because he had trusted the girl. I didn't believe the girl the audacity to tell the poor guy that she agreed to become my fiance and the mother of my children was because we were affording and had cows, so the child was not going to suffer. Meaning, she had fooled my father to secure the bag, gold diggers. You know, in rural areas, if you have livestock, you are considered as a rich man or rich family. So at home we had that, and it came as a shock to my father that the girl he liked for me and was ready to pay for her bridal price was a scammer. What she did was a scam, but I knew it the way she was carrying herself. She was not the saint my father thought she was. So my father, along with my uncles, went back to her home to ask back the damage and dowry money because the girl they had thought was a good girl for me turned out to be a gold digger and ended up putting an innocent child's life in jeopardy just because she wanted to secure the bag. Since I kept my focus on books as I was going to graduate later that year, then I would move to the city and look for a job. After some time I graduated, I wished my mother was there, but then again the universe and God had spoken, but at least father was there, and he was the proudest father. A few months later, I found a job at an insurance company. At that time, I was going to be just an intern, which was a great stepping stone for me because here in South Africa, you stay at home for years looking for a job with your qualifications, and most of the time you need connections to get a job. So I thanked God and my ancestors for opening doors for me a few months after I had graduated. A year later, I was given a permanent position and I couldn't be happier. I loved my job very much. That time things were going very well on my side. Even at home, father had stopped pestering me about getting a wife. With the stipend I got from being an intern, I managed to get myself a small apartment because traveling from the city to the villages every day was not going to work since it was too far. Time went by and we were going to close for the festive season holidays. So the CEO of the company had hosted an annual year-end closing party for the staff. The previous year I didn't attend it because I had gone home early. One of my brothers had hosted a ceremony. The party went well, it had a lot of vibe, but my eyes were glued to this one lady. The man who was my supervisor when I was an intern came to where I was and introduced her as Faith, his sister. Faith was a very beautiful woman. No scratch that, she was gorgeous, and the goddess. She had a very nice body, always smiling, shy and humble. Well, I thought she was humble. Her brother left us and we started talking. She was smart too, she had brains and big dreams. That's what I loved most about her, a woman with vision and ambition. She was a lady of class. You would see the way she was carrying herself, the things she wore, she respected and loved herself. So that night we chatted, I was having fun with her up until we heard the CEO delivering his appreciation speech. That was when we realized that the time had flown and we had to go our separate ways. I didn't want to look forward and ask for her number. I mean, as much as she had all the qualities I needed and wanted in a woman, but I couldn't bring myself to ask for her number. Well, more especially after what I had done, even though I didn't love her or caught my heart like how Faith did but she still took me for a fool, which made me not fully trust women. 
Instead, she asked for mine, saying we should hang out since she didn't have friends and she liked my company. I gave it to her, not knowing that I was setting myself on a trap, but what would have I done? A week later, she texted me and asked where I was. She was bored. Unfortunately, I was home with my family because we had all agreed that as much as some of us were working in the city, we had to make sure that during December holidays or any holidays, we would spend them home as a family. So I couldn't leave my family and attend to Faith's needs. We then decided to just chat on WhatsApp. From then we started talking, from chatting on WhatsApp to calling each other every morning and every night. We became good friends. When I went back to the city, we started going out in the name of getting to know each other. She then introduced me to different restaurants that I didn't know about in the city. I mean, the only thing I came to the city for was work. So I didn't know much about any fancy restaurants except McDonald's or KFC and retail stores where I bought groceries. Faith loved trying new things. She was adventurous, whereas I was just a village who was obsessed with books and numbers. She taught me a lot that I didn't know about, introduced me to new things like going out, not to clubs, but visiting different places that had fun activities like hiking, mountain climbing, etc. We became very good friends. I appreciated every time I had spent with her. She taught me a lot that I didn't know about. Our friendship was really amazing. It went on until the day she came to my apartment. She had complained of being bored. She was still living with her parents. She was working as a travel agent at Richards Bay Airport, which explained why she was an adventurous person. Okay, so she came to my apartment. We just chilled, talked about random things, played board games until we decided to just watch something on Showmax. She loved watching reality shows like The Real Housewives. She was a huge fan of the housewives. She would even tell me the kind of husband she would want to spend her life with. Her dream was to be a housewife and be taken care of by her husband. From watching her reality shows, I opted to change to Netflix. She chose romantic comedy movies, which we didn't even finish because we were busy talking during the movie. She surprised me when she kissed me and told me that she had always wanted to taste my lips. Mind you, I had also been controlling myself every time when I was with her. She was a temptation. So when she kissed me, my heart started having palpitations. I decided to go with the flow. I was happy that I had finally kissed the person I had been fantasizing about. She had soft and welcoming lips. When things were about to escalate, I stopped it before we got too far. Time went by. We became what we call friends with benefits. We would satisfy each other whenever we could up. I don't know if I was the one or she was the one who caught feelings, but I believe I was. I couldn't continue with the no strings attached or friends with benefits thing, so I told her what I felt. And to my surprise, she said that she felt the same way. I had come to terms that not all women were the same. The time I had spent with Faith made me trust her. Not fully, but I did trust her. I was a free-spirited person when I was with her. I felt alive, you know. It's like she was a missing part in my life. She was that missing chapter in a book. Since both of us had developed strong feelings for each other, our relationship got promoted from being friends to friends with benefits to an actual couple's relationships. Our relationship was a bliss. We supported and loved each other. After two months of dating, she told her brother, my supervisor, about us because she didn't want any awkward vibes between us when he found out. Her words, not mine. The brother obviously gave me a tough time but eventually accepted the relationship. Time passed and I told my father that I had found a woman and I saw a future with her. Little did I know that I was just fooling myself. My father was happy at the fact that I had finally found myself a woman after the one he had found for me 
who turned out to be a gold digger. So during Easter holidays, I had invited Faith to meet my family, which she gladly accepted. I was somehow nervous about how she would view my background. Not my home, but the village, because she was a girl from the suburbs. When she came home, I first introduced her to my brothers and sisters. I loved the fact that as much as she grew up in the suburbs, she knew how to dress as a respectful woman. She respected occasions and made sure to wear respectfully. My brothers didn't trust her. I understood their fears, but they had no choice but to accept her as the woman in my life. I mean, father wanted grandchildren from all his children, right? So I had found the right person for that, but we were going to adopt since the doctor said I was infertile. Six months passed. I asked my father to gather the uncles because I wanted them to represent me to the Smith family. In our culture, if you want to take a woman, you have to pay and introduce yourself to the family of your woman. Luckily, they were not too much of suburb people, as Faith's mother was a Zulu woman who knew and respected tradition, but she got married to a Smith family, then she moved to the suburbs. My father and the uncles, along with my two elder brothers, went to the Smith family to negotiate on my behalf and introduce myself to my in-laws. Faith's father knew a little about the Zulu tradition, so he had asked Faith's uncles from her mother's side of the family to help him during the negotiations. One thing I knew was that I couldn't wait for my wife. She showed me all the qualities of a good wife. I had hoped that she would be different from the one my father had chosen for me. Another couple of months passed. Everything that needed to be done traditionally was sorted. The only thing that had left was the white wedding. I couldn't be happier. You know, I was with the woman who matched all the qualities I needed in a woman. She made me happy and complete as a man. I just don't understand what has gone wrong. I worked very hard at work, took extra shifts so that I could raise enough money for our wedding and our surprise honeymoon. I had planned to take her to Belito for our honeymoon. I had heard that Belito was a great holiday place, especially for newlyweds. So I made sure to put every cent I got in savings because I didn't want her to contribute a huge portion of money to our wedding. I mean, I was her man, right? So it was my right and responsibility to provide for her. Time went on very fast to a point that our wedding day was approaching. I was happy. I mean, we were happy because the day we had been waiting for had finally come. So when the day came, our wedding was a success. Our families were united and happy as us. Later that day, we decided to rest. We were going to drive to the surprise location. Everything was a success. We had so much fun on our honeymoon. Few nights after our honeymoon, she wanted us to have a talk about expanding our family and having kids. Mind you, I had forgotten to tell her about my infertility problem and as much as she was my wife. I was not comfortable to share such a sensitive thing about me with her. I was scared that she would leave me and find a guy who was fertile and would be able to impregnate her. Was I wrong to keep that as a secret? Weeks turned to months and Faith was really persistent about wanting to have her own family. She kept reminding me every time she got it was like she was obsessed with having a child. I don't know if she was obsessed with having a child with me or she just wanted a child that would call her mom. Unfortunately, I couldn't grant her wishes and give her what she wanted. There was this day when she came back from work, chuckles. I couldn't believe what she did or said. So she came back from work. That day I was not working, I had got a day off. She told me that she had removed her contraceptive preventing implant. Mind you, I didn't even know that she got an implant. So she removed her implant so that it would be easy to fall pregnant, and her doctor had told her that she was very much fertile. So in order for her to fall pregnant fast, she had to take some supplements and check her ovulation dates, which would be a great time to try for a child since her eggs would be active. 
I couldn't believe my ears. I told her that I didn't want any children, at least not at that time. I didn't give her any reason why I didn't want or was not ready for any children. I know it was wrong and selfish of me, but I couldn't risk losing the only woman I had ever loved, especially not when she had so much eagerness and obsession in having a child. What she told me really shocked me because I was not expecting it. So one day she asked why I was not showing any interest in starting or expanding our own family. I know that time I had a chance to come clean, but I was too ashamed, so I lied and told her that I was just not interested and I wanted to focus on my career. A week later, she then suggested that she was resigning or retiring from her work because she needed to focus on building her family and be a wife, which meant she wanted or expected me to provide for her with everything while she was a housewife. I just don't understand women sometimes, but I shouldn't have been surprised because she was influenced by those reality shows she was watching. And she once told me that her wish was to find a man who would provide for her so she won't have to work, but be a housewife. A year passed and things were no longer the same at my house. My wife had started changing on me. Well, she had started changing when I didn't allow her to quit her job since I was just a financial advisor, which was not a job that paid fortunes. My salary wouldn't even cover half of what she needed as a woman. Another thing she had started getting impatient about getting pregnant. She would get angry at me whenever I refused her sex. She was not always in the house and had started traveling a lot saying it was work-related. My conscience couldn't allow me to believe what she had told me. My mind was telling me that she was cheating. All those thoughts were running wild in my head to a point that confronted her and she denied my allegations. I developed trust issues and what Nosifo had once put me through came back. We had fights about that because she had started going out a lot saying she was going to her parents' house and she would be sleeping over or going to work. I ignored all that because I had thought that she wouldn't lie about going to her parents' house and work, plus to me she didn't appear as the person who would just be unfaithful. She was my innocent angel, not knowing that she was actually a devil's agent hiding under a white innocent cloth. Her visiting my parents became a trap song because I had somehow believed it and went with the rhymes and lyrics. So one weekend I decided to go and see her parents as my in-laws of course, thinking maybe I would see my wife. I had missed spending time with her, so I was going to check up on the rents, then come back with her. I mean, I didn't marry her to spend more time with her parents, right? When I got there, I didn't see her, so I told her mom that I had come to fetch my wife since I missed her and I wanted to spend my weekend with her. I agree. I had somehow neglected her because she had changed to an obsessed person who wanted a child so bad. And ever since, I didn't allow her to be a housewife. She was going out a lot. So her mother told me that she had last seen her two months ago. That raised an eyebrow because whenever she was leaving, she would say she was going to her parents' house and that was happening every weekend. I asked her about her lies when she came back and the things she said to me were not what I had expected from her. She told me in the face that I was no longer satisfying her so she got satisfaction outside our marriage which was not the worst thing she said because her last words were that she had been tolerating me for too long. We had been trying for over a year for a baby, but she was not falling pregnant. She even told me that I was less of a man and she wanted a divorce. I got furious and I ended up slapping her. Luckily, we didn't get married under community property, but I tried fighting for her, but her mind was made up and she even threatened to open a restraining order for me. I love this woman too much. I still had plans for our marriage, very big plans, but she decided to just throw herself in someone else's bed just because she was not getting pregnant and I was no longer satisfying her. 
I won't lie even today when I think about her, I become enraged. She moved out of our marital home. My father had given us land as our wedding gift to build my house, where I would be staying with my wife and kids, so I did as he had said. She was a gone girl. Father called a meeting between two families, mine and Faith's, to try and solve the issue that we were facing. Faith didn't show up at that meeting, so the two families looked at me as a man who couldn't control his house and was controlled by a woman. Two weeks later, I saw her with a man in some restaurant. They were cozy, and even a small child would see that those people were in a relationship. So I granted her a divorce. At least I didn't lose anything to her. I couldn't fight for something that was not going anywhere. The ship had sunk, so it was time to move on and restart my life. Since then, I vowed to never fall in love again. The person I had thought had the qualities of a good woman showed me that no woman is perfect. They are all evil and manipulative. She made me believe that she loved me, but she chose someone else over me just because she couldn't get pregnant. So see that God works in mysterious ways. A year and a couple of months later, she came back home. She was not alone, but with a small child. The thing she said was, she came to introduce me to my child. She had fallen pregnant before she got into a relationship with the man I once saw her with, and worse things happened. She found out that the man was married and was not willing to leave his wife for her. I just told her that she should go back to that man and introduce the baby to him because the baby looked nothing like me or any of my family members. When she refused to go, I called her parents and brother and asked them to come and fetch her. Then I told her that there was no way the baby was mine because I was infertile. Then I showed her the papers from the doctor. She couldn't believe it. So I asked her to never contact me again or set foot in my house because I would for her if I ever see her again. That day I decided to be calm and not do the unthinkable to her. Ladder on her parents and brother came and fetched her. I was so disappointed and angry at myself for investing all my love to someone who would do the same thing the person I didn't even love once did to me. Fear woman, how do you think I should have dealt with the situation? I need some advice.